You are listening to the In Context podcast. So, welcome to the In Context podcast. I keep trying to avoid saying incontinent podcast. This is not about incontinency or men's underwear or anything like that. This is a podcast about church planting in hard places, specifically in the north of England. So today we have uh, special guests. We have Stephen Walker from Middleton in Leeds, and we have uh, Graham Thompson from Cleckheaton in West Yorkshire. Uh, Graham Thompson is a seasoned podcast, so this one will probably be a little bit better, but not much than the last one because uh, we have this experienced guy. So Graham, welcome. How are you doing, mate? I'm all right. What are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. So, what is this podcast that you used to be part of? Uh, I used to be on one called Building Jerusalem with uh, a guy called Steve, um, where we basically uh, proved that we were the north of England's uh, EOs and moaned about everything. Brilliant. So, yeah. So, I can do moaning. Yeah, good. So, is it true that all Yorkshiremen are miserable and tight? Uh, yeah, most of the time. <laughs> mostly miserable because we're tight. Yeah. So, um, but that's because we get paid less than everybody else. So. That's why we're tight and we're miserable because we get paid less than everybody else. Everybody thinks we're thick, so, which we are mostly. And, and that's one of the problems with being from Yorkshire is you sound miserable and sound thick, even if you're not, don't you? But you weren't thick. You used to be a teacher. I used to be a teacher, yeah. A history teacher for 10 years or thereabouts. So, yeah, before I did this. Um, uh, yeah, that was fun. Stopped doing that in 2011, 2012, something like that, before I came into ministry. What what made you go into ministry? Uh, it was funny. I said I'd, I'd always done loads of like because uh, I was before I was a teacher. I was a football coach as well. So in every church I was in, I ended up doing youth work, and I used to um, yeah, just do football with kids or whatever. And uh, then I started thinking about. I used to do beach missions in summer as well, and I started thinking about should I be coming into ministry because I'm more interested really in telling people about. Uh, Jesus than I am about telling them about Hitler or whatever um, and so I, uh, I started thinking about ministry and then kind of thought nah it's, it's, it's not for me and then I was on a beach mission one year and uh, a lady from Northern Ireland told me literally said the words I will kneecap you if you if you don't go into ministry so I thought I better listen to that yeah. so I started thinking and praying about that and then over about the next uh, six months to a year we decided ministry for, was for us and uh, we uh, I became a uh, a ministry apprentice at a, a new church plant in Huddersfield in 2011. Yeah. And, and just, just before we move on, Graham, I'd just like to announce to our three listeners that, uh, yes, we are about stereotypes. And if you count how many stereotypes that we have throughout the series and tweet about it later, the winner with the correct amount of stereotypes that we've spoken about today will get... <laughs> <laughs> so we've had stereotypes on Yorkshiremen and people from Northern Ireland... Uh, I wonder how many more we can get in by the end of it. <laughs> so you ended up going into ministry because someone threatened to kneecap you. Mm. Yeah, but we, we, we kind of thought about that, prayed about it. And just about the same time as we were thinking about that, uh, uh, there was a church being planted in Huddersfield, which is where I'm from. My wife's from Brighouse, which is just down the road. And we lived in Brighouse, but we'd been thinking about moving back to Huddersfield. But one of the reasons we didn't was because there wasn't a church we could get stuck into. Um, and then Hope Church was planted in 2011, and it seemed the perfect opportunity for us to get back into Huddersfield and to, to go into ministry. So I was ministry apprentice for there for two years and then assistant pastor for four years uh, before we planted. 
Eric Clackeaton. And, and you were working uh, alongside uh, one of the working class heroes, one of the greatest Northern preachers ever to have been, uh, Lewis Allen, isn't yeah. that? Uh-huh. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'll probably do you for slander now. Uh, yeah, so that it was interesting that yeah, I I I, lo- I loved working with Lewis, learned lots from him. But uh, chalk and cheese in terms of culture, you know, Lewis has uh, done ministry in in London before in in Chiswick in London. Ant and Deck lived around the corner, kind of. It was that kind of environment. So coming to Huddersfield, it's very brave of him. Um, but yeah, I, I learned a lot from him. But certainly in terms of culture, we didn't always uh, uh, see uh, on the same page. But it, it, yeah, it was it was fun. I'll never forget the first time I met Lewis. He's another stereotype of a what would you call it? A cosmopolitan uh, Christian. I, I saw him. He was riding his motorbike. He had the helmet without the visor on and the goggles and the scarf. That was. <laughs> Did he have that bag as well? Yeah, that, 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 that man that bag. Multicolored <laughs> man bag that, that got sneezed over. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. me and you first met, didn't we, when Lewis Allen trained me and one of the most memorable lectures I've ever had. Uh, Lewis was the lecturer. I'll never forget that. I can't actually remember what he was lecturing about. I just remember a guy called John Lewis sneezing and this huge snot sausage <laughs> flying across the room, hitting Lewis and hitting his back. And he was so cool. He just looked and wiped it and he didn't even break stride. And I thought that is a professional preacher and really? teacher there. So yeah, although the content of his lecture is, is, is not <laughs> memorable, the content of John Lewis's nose is very memorable. <laughs> yeah, so we first met, didn't we, on, on a training yep. school, the Yorkshire uh, Gospel Partnership, wasn't it? Or Yorkshire? Yeah, Yorkshire School of Christian Ministry, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, Christian Ministry Training Course. It was a great. Great course, I, yeah. Sadly, it's not going anymore. But a great course. We we listened to seven hundred lectures over four years from John Frame and Doug Kelly and other, you know, some big of you. Some of you have listened to them lectures. Yeah, we were supposed <laughs> to listen to them. Um, I remember the first uh, the first uh, time I ever went. Um, somebody walked out in the first five minutes. Yeah. And you you spent the uh, the entire week going. I've had counselling. This is counselling. <laughs> <laughs> That's my first experience of the course. And you just murdered about counselling all week. <laughs> <laughs> the, the poor woman you were talking to needed counselling after that week. I oh, know. I think I think most of the people on that course needed counselling after spending four <laughs> years. With yeah. No, it was a great course. And and stay stay Walker. Uh, we first met on a training course, didn't we, in Leeds? Yeah, we did, mate. Yeah, urban ministry program. Uh, don't know what year that was. Twenty sixteen? I don't know. Uh, Probably 20, older than that, mate. Twenty fourteen or fifteen? It will have 2014. been. Twenty fourteen. Time flies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's when we first met, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. good. Yeah. So, how did you get in the ministry? Because you're not from Yorkshire, by the sounds of it. No, no. So originally from uh, from Loughborough in the East Midlands, um, and then. Came up to Leeds for university, um, liked it, liked the city, uh, liked the nightlife and all that. So I, I stayed up here and then um, got saved. I like that. I, I like the nightlife. So Graham started off all spiritual about being in the beach missions and you were in the nightclubbing. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I, uh, I got saved, thankfully, uh, when I was about 27. So about eight years after I came up. Um, so 
yeah, that, that's that's a bit of the background for me. So that's how I ended up in Yorkshire. Now kind of honorary Yorkshireman because I married Helen. So she's from Bradford originally. So um, that carries a bit of kudos, uh, a little bit anyway. Gets you a few more, a few more listens from people. Brilliant. So how did you end up in ministry? If you you're only a recent convert, how old are you now, bro? Uh, thirty-six. <clears throat> yeah. So, so what, eleven years. Um, so yeah, I've been uh, saved about nine years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so yeah, I basically after becoming saved, I just loved reading and finding out more about Jesus and theology. Um, I think a few people around me thought there was something a bit more going on than just um, perhaps what I thought every Christian was probably doing. But I was probably spending a bit more time reading uh, bigger theological things. Uh, so I felt like I um, I was being called to ministry. So um, I was working at the time in a call centre. They were really helpful. They let me drop uh, a day a week, essentially, so that I could try. It was called Yorkshire Training back then. It's basically run by Yorkshire Gospel Partnership. And that was really helpful. So I kind of dipped my toe in the water, as it were, to see. That was um, a year, no, two years, that training course, to see whether that was something that I wanted to, to go into um that was something I was called into and uh yeah through that and through um encouragement local church leadership um yeah that's that's what I did so then came um like an intern at at church Zion City Evangelical Church in Leeds uh, for three years and then um became pastor in training for four brilliant so uh the pastor there was Michael Lewerman still is yeah yeah, yeah. So uh, another good guy, another great Yorkshireman, uh, originally <laughs> from the US of A. Yeah. So originally from Texas. Um, yeah. So yeah, he's been great. He's been a real encourager, and um, yeah, taught me a lot, both kind of practically in ministry, but also kind of theologically, and encouraged me on. And um, yeah, he's been great in, in sending us out as well as the church. Just uh, really modelled humility, and and um, yeah, he's got a clear gospel heart, wanting the gospel to go out. So yeah, it's been a real encouragement. Yeah, I, I hold a grudge towards him because I don't know if you remember when you were at the end of your internship, I, I asked you to come and join us in Middlesbrough and then he, he took you on down there full time, didn't he? So yeah, yeah. I'm not forgiving him for that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or maybe he's, maybe he's, he did me a lucky, I had a lucky. Yeah, I think one. maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe Steve had a lucky escape. <laughs> but maybe, yeah, probably Stephen had the lucky escape. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, no. So Michael's a good guy, isn't he? He he's oh, yeah. based in uh, a tough part of Leeds, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So he's based in uh, Beeston, which is where I got saved. So that's um, just a few miles down the road from us, just south of Leeds City Centre. Um, so yeah, there's kind of deprived area uh, around the outside. So they're, they're looking to to reach out there as well as um, they have a number of people coming across the city as well. So um, yeah, they're they're fantastic as well. At, uh, look into resource um, other local churches and smaller churches um, and um, yeah just wanted to see the gospel go out so mm. a great church and so so what happened he, he took you on as an elder after your training yeah that's right yeah so um yeah so I was an sorry, intern- was that, sorry mate was that with the intention of your planting or hadn't you even thought about that then yeah so um so after I'd done an internship for three years and then um they kind of created this role of pastor in training, which was, um, yeah, was with the possible intention, essentially the intention that um, 
I would be looking to lead out a church plant um, for three or four years um, with further training. So I did the Crossland Seminary um, training, which was really good. Did a lot about church planting uh, through that. So it was kind of uh, assessing as, as we went along to see if that's what um, what the Lord was leading to. But yeah, essentially that's um, that's how I got taken on in that role, yeah, just to, to look to plant somewhere in Leeds. And what, what's encouraging about uh, City Church, isn't it, where Michael's the pastor? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they're, they're, they're involved in, a, in an area which is deprived, but they also sent you out onto a council estate to plant? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so we're about, we're just a couple of miles down the road, next kind of council estate along, I guess, uh, in Middleton. Um, so, yeah, they've um, been great. They've sent people. Um, they sent uh, two elders, essentially, and uh, a member of the church staff as well. And there's some uh, money with us and um, yeah, and uh, being really supportive, keep praying for us. It's certainly uh, not just kind of waved us off and that's it. They've been uh, continuing to pray for us and finding out how things are going. And um, yeah, Michael's a great friend. So meeting up regularly with him for walk and stuff, uh, really important during this time as well. Um, obviously, it's all very strange. So that's been, it's been a great encouragement to be working together with him like that. So what's nice is to see that Michael and yourself as has done church planting probably the way that we would uh, prescribe it, the way that it should be done. Uh, but when we come and look at Graham <laughs> in, in, in Spen Valley in Clack Eaton, Graham, you've done it quite different, haven't you? Probably the way that no one should ever plant, the way that... Yeah, yeah, like, like you did it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's funny, really, because it started off really, really kind of really good. I mean... So there's uh, an organisation called Gospel Yorkshire, which came out of um, just a meeting of pastors that, that, uh, from around West Yorkshire that, that Lewis organised, really. Um, and I was involved in organising because I was, I was working with him. And uh, we just wanted to see churches planted across West Yorkshire because everybody thinks West Yorkshire's got loads of churches um, and Yorkshire as a whole. But that's true in kind of Leeds or... Um, some of the other big towns, you know, York or wherever for, for wider Yorkshire. But in, in kind of like vast areas of Yorkshire, there's there's just barely any Christians um, and no churches. And so a group of pastors got together, I think maybe 2015, thereabouts. And uh, we just literally got maps of West Yorkshire and put pins in it where there were churches, gospel churches, where there were no churches, whatever. Um, there's just this big gap in uh, the Spen Valley. Uh, from the M62, uh, M606 junction, right through to Dewsbury, 50,000 people and no church. And it's quite a, um, uh, I won't say insular, but it's people people don't really travel out. You know, there's everything they need here. So they might go out to White Rose in Leeds to do the shopping or whatever. Um, but, you know, they, they won't travel out to church or whatever. And, and, and there's no churches. Um, and so that as we looked at that map, there's a ring of seven churches around it. And the idea was that those seven churches would work, work together to, to plant the church. So we got going and uh, another guy was going to do it initially and he couldn't do it in the end. And I went, oh, no, I think, I think it might be something for us. Um, it's a very, uh, it's a bit like Royston Vesey, you know, from the League of Gentlemen. It's, it needs a local church for local people. Um, and so we were like, well, because the guy was going to do it, originally was from round here, um, like literally just over the hill. But I'm the next best thing. I'm only from five, seven miles away, um, live in that region all my life. 
And so we thought about it and, and we decided to come and for a, a host of different reasons. It ended up that um, those six, it ended up as six churches because one of them closed. It, it just, we couldn't build a partnership big enough for them to plant it. As, so we ended up just, just planting with 10 of us with, with no kind of main church behind us. We had lots of churches, including City actually, were really helpful uh, financially supporting us and, and getting behind us. But we didn't have that structure and that background of a church planting us. Um, and so we came out with 12, uh, uh, 10, sorry, and, and we, we, we kind of added a couple of people fairly quickly and then uh, we got to 15 last year, which has since shrunk. But yeah, we, we want to see churches planted with a support structure and we kind of planted without a support structure. Um, and started started uh, services and everything straight away. It's, everything that a church manual planting manual tells you to do, we did basically the opposite. So yeah, it was it was interesting. Let's put it that way. Awesome. Yeah, my my kind of style of church planting. Yeah. <laughs> it's the it's the way to stress and uh, premature graying or balding. I think. Yeah, it's it's. it's Sailing close to failure is 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 a, a, a style of church planting <laughs> that I'm used to, but that is one of the reasons why we started uh, Medhurst Ministries. If we hadn't planted badly, there still would be no church plant in Middlesbrough because in ten years no one else has come to do the job. So uh, sometimes it's essential. Sometimes you just got to get on and do it. It's not helpful, and that's why we set up Medhurst Ministries so that we can support similar churches who were struggling, uh, help with revitalization, uh, but all sorts of plans. So our hope is that through uh, seeing the successes and the right ways to do it, like we've seen in, in Middleton and the bad ways that we've seen in Middlesbrough and in Cleck Eaton, that we can use our experiences of, of the good things and even the bad things to help future church plants succeed in the north of England. So yeah, that is one of the great motivations. So how have you benefited from being part of Medhurst Ministries? Because so far we've got four churches involved, uh, but only one has been planted from Medhurst. Well, that is New Life Church. Uh, the other three have been planted from other churches, um, one of them 50 years ago. So it, it's, it's wrong to think that we have four church plants already because we haven't. So why have you joined Medhurst Ministries as an existing church plant? I think for us, it's we want to. We've always said we want to be a church that plants churches. You know, um, like I'm. I'm really. I'm. You know, I am. I could have grown up in Royston Vesey. Me. I mean, apart from like the weird face and that. Um, I, I just love Yorkshire, and I, and it breaks my heart that you know whatever it is, point something percent of of people in in Yorkshire are, are born again believers, and and you know, 99 point odd percent of people in Yorkshire are going to hell. Uh, and the only way to, the only way to reach those people, particularly in outside of the, the big university stroke professional towns is, is, is planting churches there. Uh, and so uh, we've always had a vision that the, the, the little towns and council estates and stuff around our valley, we want to plant churches in there long-term. And so we want to partner together with, with other churches to, to see that vision long-term. And, and Medhurst's a, a brilliant way of doing that. It also uh, allows us support for us support as 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 me as the pastor short planter and, and and my family, and um, it allows one of the things we're looking forward to obviously when we get past 
uh, Corona is, is the ability that Medest is going to give our members through this podcast, through um, like we'll have days together or joint prayer meetings. We've already had some, for example, just to, to interact with people in small church plants in areas like ours that are, you know, experiencing the same things. Um, going through the same difficulties and joys and stuff. And and so it's, it's a beneficial thing for us as a whole church as well. So that, you know, those are really big things for us. Awesome. So understandable for small struggling church plants uh, in areas that are unattractive to, to to bring people into like Middlesbrough and Clecky. And it's understandable that Meadows Ministries uh, is wanted, is needed, but for... Uh, uh, a super resource church plan like yours, Stephen and Middleton. What's the attractive when you've got a, a parent church who sent you out? You've got finances. You've got more people than we have members. Uh, what's <laughs> what's the attraction to Medhurst Ministry for you, who's a bit more established and better prepared than we were? Uh, yeah, I mean we've been very blessed uh, so far by the grace of God. Um, but yeah, I think the, the the key thing for for us, I think, is. Um, just what it's what it's about is local churches collaborating collaborating together partnering together to see the gospel go out and um and that kind of yeah, i think it's in the strap line or whatever you want to call it but to the forgotten communities and um yeah it's absolutely key i mean that's one of the things which has been on my heart um in the past with uh, how i got saved essentially was being able to walk into a church that was on my doorstep um so yeah it it does bother me that there's um, that there's estates and and areas that you know you're gonna have to travel miles to go and go to mm-hmm. a gospel preaching church. And I know that's the kind of reality of things at the minute, um, but that does bother me. And um, and yeah, just just to see, especially like uh, Graham said in Yorkshire, um, no matter how well resourced you are, I can feel very lonely when you when you look around and there's there's hardly any. Uh, Christian Bible believing Christians. Um, when you look at it, if you if you follow the statistics, um, we've got a fantastic gospel. We want people to be saved to know the Lord Jesus, and so um, this is a great vehicle to which we can all partner together and and see if we can um, work towards that together. Mm. And that's it's, it's it's remarkable when you you think about it how isolation is the biggest problem for for church planters. I think probably in any context really, but specifically for hours working in the places where uh, churches are so few and far between and uh, maybe it's for us as well we we are seen as a church who is because uh, we're not ecumenical we're all FIEC churches and what I found is in the estates where we are being an FIEC church is seen as the weird church uh, we're not classed as one of the the proper churches yeah. uh, because we we're, we're not uh, traditional in our dress or in our methods. And uh, I think the biggest problem we have is we actually preach the Bible as well, which some people find quite strange. Uh, yeah, so I think having having a, a network of, of people who aren't just working in partnership, but are invested in each other's lives as friends, uh, I think that's one of the great things with Medhurst Ministries. We're all friends, the people who are part of it, uh, the wives who support one another, the kids uh, support one another. And uh, I think the Medhurst Ministry is week away that we've had to postpone until 2021 was something that we all found beneficial. Uh, how did you find it, Graham? Because you're in a small place uh, with with no children in that church apart from your son. Yeah, no, it was brilliant for him. I mean, just just 
one step back on that. In some ways, um, like Steve and I are quite blessed because there are lots of other churches around and there are pastors we can spend time with or whatever, but um, they, they are in quite different contexts to us. They tend to be in bigger churches and, um, you know, more in university towns or whatever. But yeah, certainly for my son, uh, he, we've been here three years and, and there's no other kids in the church. Um, and um, yeah, particularly during uh, Corona, um, obviously he's not really been able to interact with the adults as well. So yeah, it's been really tough for him, but going to something like the, the, the week we had in labor and uh, just brilliant for him to, to spend time with other kids who get it, who get what it means that your dad's a pastor and therefore, you know, life's a bit weird sometimes. Um, who who just can uh, run around and laugh and and yeah, they're, they're sure that there 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 are other kids going through similar things. He, he loves it, absolutely loves it. Um, yeah, gets really excited when he gets to see your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which one, the the well-behaved one or the one who's a bit of a tinker? <laughs> yeah, the, the mental one is near his own age, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the the one who takes after her dad. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. Uh, yeah, and uh, uh, sorry, Steve, we, we we've laughed and joked. You are uh, compared to how me and Graham set out. You are a lot better prepared, but you're still not the best prepared, are you? There's still uh, you're still a small church. You still need financing. You still need people. How uh, how are your plans for the future to see? your church grow and to continue to have the resources that you need to do the mission in an area that's desperate for mission. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, so we've been really blessed FIC and this and our sending church as well in terms of um, uh, giving us money, but yeah, I mean for ourselves, so we've been pretty well resourced to begin with. Um, but yeah, even for ourselves as well, we would need to uh, get money in from outside um, our church uh, year by year um, as well um, so yeah so though we're well well resourced and we've got um, a really gifted team um, as well you know there's, there's a lot of work to be done um, and um, yeah we, we do need that resourcing ongoing as well so um, so yeah yeah this is another reason Medhurst is, uh, is so important I think um, for us and and other churches as well, um, making people aware of the need uh, of the local churches who otherwise wouldn't know about us or, or hear about us. What would you say is, is your biggest challenge at the moment in Middleton? Um, well, obviously, we, we've only just uh, kind of planted um, this year. That was always going to be uh, the case. We planned for 2020. Uh, obviously, uh, COVID happened. <laughs> um, we were so far along the line. Um, that we we felt like well let, let's go for it anyway and um, see if we can do some kind of online stuff and use social media as well so we've been using uh, that a bit but I think the obviously it's very different to how we expected so in the one sense it's been difficult in terms of not meeting anywhere near the amount of people would like to in the community and um, so yeah being able to meet neighbors and stuff has been good but uh, nothing much, uh, too much beyond that in terms of physically and in person. But in some ways, I do think that's uh, quite a blessing and encouragement because we wouldn't have chosen to do it this way. But um, yeah, 
yeah, we we are getting views from some people on on whatever videos we put out and um, coming onto our website. Um, presuming it's not all Christians that we know, um, but yeah, there, there's certainly we see spikes of, of people um, kind of when we've done kind of Facebook adverts or uh, things. We've seen kind of small spikes in in people um, kind of at least looking at the website and stuff. So we do feel like there's opportunity there as well. So that whilst there's challenge, uh, there is opportunity there. Awesome. And what would you say is one of your biggest uh, joys? Uh, what are you thankful for, for uh, what God has done in your your church plant since you've planted? Uh, yeah, good question. So, yeah, just seeing lots of answers to prayer, um, just seeing the way that he's provided for us. Um, so uh, every member of the team um, has basically moved into onto the estate or into the area. Um, apart from, yeah, there's one couple which are due to complete in a few weeks' time. Um, so just seeing the Lord provide for us houses and um, and also as a church um, money as well uh, and that team as well with gifted uh, people. Um, so that's been a, that's been a real encouragement uh, to us. Um, yeah, we're in Yorkshire, so I, I think that Yorkshire people are, are very friendly as well. <laughs> I uh, I get the impression I'll say that that's good. So people are willing to talk. Um, obviously, we have the challenge at the minute that uh, of not being able to get out and about too much um but people are open and friendly to, to chatting as well so and we have a we have a great park just at the end of the estate which people actually drive to from outside of Middleton as well but that's uh that's great for people with dogs and dog walking and stuff like that and uh potentially saying hello to people as you walk around so that's uh that's a great opportunity to use as well awesome and graham yeah i think it's nice to hear uh, the benefits of planting because often it is tough it's a hard gig we are in hard places forgotten places that uh, many churches shut in never mind think about planting in so it's nice to hear statistics other than negative ones which we often hear about unemployment and drugs what is some of the benefits that you found brother of uh, ministering into a hard place into a forgotten place such as uh, Cleck Eaton yeah I mean it's just it's it's a funny place Cleck because it is it's like it's it's uh, it's just a, a bog standard small West Yorkshire town. You know, it used to be covered in mills and everybody worked in mills and that. But when they've shut, it's kept that kind of local character and um, it's it's like it's it's a nice place to live. Like everybody chats to each other, everybody kind of knows everybody's business uh, in a nice way, um, and uh, you know. There's everything you need here. There's 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 alt shops and uh, that look free parking, everything um, whatever you could want. But yeah, it, the the it has that community atmosphere, which I think is missing in a lot of big towns. You know, you go and and you might know a few people on your street, but that's kind of it. But um, if you invest in people here, if you're bothered enough to put the time in, um, that it, that that will be repaid. Um, and uh, yeah, like my my wife Dawn uh, has really put a lot of time into a lot of ladies in the town, and she's just got free invite into houses all over the town. Even they're like, "Oh, just come around, don't worry about the corona regulations." So she's not quite doing that, but you know, it's, it's like, "Yeah, just come around, and be in our house." And, and and that benefit of of those friendships and the opportunities you've got to share the gospel. I've had more opportunities to share the gospel just sat in a pub uh, in the last three years here than I've probably had. 
in the rest of my life in some ways, you know, just of, of just sitting around chatting. And people say, well, what is, what is the crack with this Jesus fella? Um, because they've never heard it before, because there's not been a gospel preaching church here for 100 years. And so they're open to the gospel. They're open to friendships. They're open to um, everything. And, and the great benefit of being where we are, and I guess the same for, for Steve is, you, you get all the benefits of being in, a, um, in an area where you're not in the middle of a bustling city. But if you jump on the train or the, in the car or whatever, you can be in the centre of Leeds or Manchester. In, I mean, Leeds is 10 minutes for us. It's probably less from where Steve is. And Manchester's, you know, half an hour. Um, and so you've got the benefit of, of being in a place uh, where you get that small town joy, where but you can still access everything that you want. You know, um, if you want to eat, drink monkey poo coffee, you can go down road. Um, but you've still got... Uh, what I just called normal West Yorkshire people who call a spade an expletive deleted shovel. Um, <laughs> tell you what they think. And uh, yeah, I mean, I love living here. Um, biggest curry house in the world as well. So <laughs> that's a great benefit. <laughs> gonna have, once, once that COVID's done, I'll have to have a night out in Cleck and you'll have to treat Yeah, it. yeah. It'll, yeah, come down and it'll, uh, we'll go, we'll go to a cash if it's yeah. still open. And then, yeah, there's, uh, there's more pubs in Cleck than out else. So. Yes, yeah, it's, it's an interesting night. Yeah. yeah. What What won me was the free parking, Graham. So, yeah, the free parking. That's you know, honestly, you me on free parking. <laughs> everybody goes on about how, like, because um, it's got quite a lot. You know, I was saying about stuff that people like. It's got like all boutique shops. It, up until a few weeks ago, it's it shut down because of COVID. It had like a vegan health shop, and everybody's like, "Well, you know," he says it's working class, and there's all these like posh shops and stuff. But mm. people travel in from all over around the local area because of the free park and everywhere else you, you go, you have to pay. So it works for some people. Uh, it sounds like the type of place Mes McConnell would want to plant with a vegan health star and, and places. Yeah, yeah, he could eat his fruit. Yeah, right down his street, isn't it? <laughs> In fact, the pub I go to regularly um, does vegan beer, but yeah. I didn't realise it was vegan beer till I signed up for a crowdfunder for it the other week. So Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, class. Right. Well, I think I, I'm full of uh, information now. I'm, I've got no more questions. Is there anything you want to share? I think just the thing that I would say is like, to, is, is the joy of, like, like just saying, the joy of planting in our communities. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, there's all sorts of complex things that you might not get in other areas. Yeah you're not going to see quick growth, but uh, the, the ability to invest in people's lives, the ability to, 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 to share the gospel and see, see people get it who've never heard the gospel before. It's just, it's just so exciting. And um, there's so much opportunity and there's so much need. And so I think this is one of the things I love about Medhurst is we're, we're not just highlighting one type of community. We're saying there's just a spiritual deprivation right across the north of England. Mm. Um, and and we're desperate for churches and let's let's get together and work and and, and pray that the lord would, would transform these communities because there is such a harvest you know that the harvest is plentiful but the workers are few so mm. one of the things we want to say in it is is just come get stuck in and uh, or get stuck into a community that's forgotten and 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 pray that the lord 
send the workers and, and transform communities. It's, I think I'm so excited about the future, uh, about what, what the Lord might do in this. Mm. Yeah, and, it's, and it's, it's encouraging to see what God has done through these small churches and a few number of people. And it's uh, mind-blowing to think what he might do if we have more people joining us uh, for the harvest. And again, just thinking of the type of people that I, I'm hoping to dispel a few of the, the kind of rumours or not rumours but the myths around church planting in hard places especially up north and a lot of people have misheard what we've said in the past where we said we need to be working alongside the working class and involving the working class which we do we need to learn and work alongside the working class but that doesn't mean we don't need middle class uh, we look at Steve he's not even from the north he's from Loughborough and his, his church planting team are all professionals aren't they? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Certainly, I don't think anyone would be uh, working class in our in our team now. So, and yeah, they're they're all willing to to get stuck in and to um, they know the culture is going to be different, but they're they're willing to learn and and like Graham said, to get alongside people, which is really encouraging and just such a joy to see. Uh, and again, opportunity there as well. A lot of people say to me, oh, I'd like to get involved, but I, I, I'm not from a council estate or am I too middle class to help uh, within a church plant in a council estate? And I'm like, no, for starters, we need more people who are middle class to actually tithe. Because if you're a professional, that just being uh, part of a church plant uh, just helps with the giving. If the majority of people within your plant are unemployed or working on uh, low salaries or zero hour contract salaries, the giving is, is although it's uh, given generously, it doesn't amount to uh, paying the salaries of the staff that are needed. Uh, that's why we're totally reliant on outside funding. But the more people who move into our communities, work, live, and are part of our churches in our communities, we see that uh, the, the giving will go up, but also the skill sets that we need. I spent years messing around trying to do accounts. It was atrocious, but we've needed people who were gifted, who were skilled, who were professional to help us. Uh, put things in place in our church so that we can be uh, applying to all the charity and legal guidelines. So there's a massive, a massive need for middle-class professional people to move to the north of England, to join our churches, and even to come alongside and, and plan through Medhurst Ministries. So we'd love to see more middle-class and professional people come and join us. So if you're interested, uh, get in touch with us via our website, www.medhurstministries.com. Uh, and if you uh, want to come and train with us, uh, that option is also open. And if you want to partner with any of the churches that are part of us, that would be uh, great too. We're hoping to have a, a vision trip for people from the US and the UK to come uh, to Middlesbrough for a weekend in October next year. And after the weekend, there'll be an opportunity to go and spend the day in each one of the plants in Stockton, Middlesbrough, uh, Middleton and Leeds, and then uh, in the Spen Valley. So if you're interested in finding out more and actually seeing what we do on the ground, then please get in touch and book your place for the weekender that is planned for October 2021. I managed to get that plug in there. Hope you're proud of me, lads. <laughs> is there anything else I've missed out? Would you like to share? Uh, put your bank details on so people can fund you or anything like that? <laughs> Always do that. <laughs> Awesome. Well, brilliant. Cheers, lads. Thanks for joining me today. And uh, hopefully I'll see you shortly. You can say goodbye now.
Alright, <laughs> <laughs> cheers lads. Cheers, lads. <laughs>